up, Ben? Hey, buddy. Dude, how stress-free is the bye week? Dude, I uh, I enjoy a good bye week vibe. I used to hate it, but um, it's been quite nice not having to focus on the Dallas Cowboys for for at least a week, and, and we got to watch some hilarity as the Eagles lost to the Giants. That was great fun. That was pretty funny. I was just commenting today. I was texting with uh, Ryan McCoy, friend of the show, and we were talking friend about how like show. we used to uh, – like normally every year, like we're we're like watching like a hawk the power rankings to come out, even though they're they're meaningless. You just like on Mondays they come out and you're like, oh, where'd they put Dallas? Like, oh, we deserve to be higher, or whatever. I haven't looked at a power ranking all year. I just like assume we're in the bottom three or four. So I'm just like, I don't want to see that. Um, yeah, we're actually somewhat not favored to win the NFC East, but um, it's looking it's looking likely like some people not likely because we can't win a game, but it's not unlikely, which is funny, given the state of how poorly we've played for the past month. We're really the whole season. But. I'll say this. If this team wins the NFC East and they have a record of like four and 12, we will be making official boys will be boys. NFC East division champs. Somebody had to win. Four and twelve T-shirts, and they will be for sale. So, keep oh, an eye okay. out for that. Root for those losses because we need the it. Because if the record isn't funny, the shirt isn't really worth making. Like if we if we win the division at like seven and nine, that's not that funny. But like, oh, it's at a like little funny. At five but and eleven, five and 11. That, then it gets real funny. And then anything worse than that, that's I mean, dude, if we win the division at like three and thirteen, that is hilarious the fact that we're two and seven and we're talking about winning the division is a possibility not just like the joke like that one year when roma was hurt we're like if he comes back and we win out if we just go five and oh if we just go (laughs) 500 until roma's back and then he goes undefeated the rest of the way that's it dude we seriously could win at six and ten i'm thinking that'll probably do it so we'd still have to go four and three Pro Football Focus did run their some algorithm, um, and they came up with the NFC East winner being below six wins in their simulation. Excellent. So. I'll tell you what I'm. I've gotten very upset at the. Um, so like obviously on like Cowboys Reddit, there's like a lot of fighting about who should be the starting quarterback right now. Yeah, and there's people that are like, did you did they did the team just not watch? Garrett Gilbert, he looks so much fucking better than Andy Dalton. And then someone will come in and be like, yeah, but, you know, we're tanking. So, like, it's better if Dalton's the quarterback. And then there's this weird population of, like, boomer Cowboys fans that are like, wow, you're not a real fan if you don't root for a win every fucking week. And I'm just sitting there like, really, dude? Like, if we're sitting there in a year and we took, like, some bum in the draft – you're going to be like, yeah, but at least Garrett Gilbert beat the Bengals by three points. That was tight. <laughs> I think that's a mindset of tanking hasn't really – it really just became mainstream strategy in the last 10 years or so. I mean, Jimmy yeah. Johnson certainly tanked when he traded away 
Herschel Walker and received everything. Well, I remember even like when the people, 76ers but... did it. I remember when they brought in that GM that did it in Philly and it, he was like uber controversial and it was like a big faux pas to like kind of admit that you were not attempting to win. Well, the NBA, it sadly makes even more sense. The NFL, unless you desperately need the quarterback, it's not really, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't really matter too much. But yeah, I, in I this think case where we could get Panay Sewell, who is the quarterback of offensive linemen. I know. I know. He's your dream boy. Um, it's we, we're going to get a decent Samoan to come to our team as soon as I don't possible. Know. I, I get it, though, because I I can't say I'm like actively like fully invested in us winning but i wouldn't like if we do fuck around and win the nfc east it's not gonna i'm not gonna be so i, upset I certainly about had more fun i certainly had more fun watching us last you know two weeks ago <laughs> when we like at least you know fucking move the ball a little bit and like you know G- gilbert was a little bit more exciting i'll definitely admit that i was i was having some fun with that and seeing cd score you know obviously just anything that you can look to is just like oh you know Seeing a Cowboys score a touchdown is nice. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into that. We don't need to do a a very long wrap-up. I think you'll find me and Andy's uh, game-by-game analysis is no longer weaving into the, the I don't know, the nitty-gritty of each down and possession, especially with the state of the team. But we'll, we'll go ahead and, and review Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh was undefeated, heading into Dallas. And by all accounts, they were supposed to absolutely smash the floor with what we'd seen. That was kind of what everybody thought would happen. And weirdly, Andy Dallas found themselves up at halftime in this one. It really is weird because if you look at like the box score of this game, like Ben Roethlisberger had a pretty decent day, you know, threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. What they couldn't do is run the ball, which makes almost no sense against this well, defense. They didn't stop us very much early on. Like yeah. we got into the red zone. We had the ball all game. And weirdly, we got up 13-nothing. We probably should have been up 20-nothing, to be honest. Yeah. And they got a touchdown really late in the half to make a what was it, 13-9 at the half. So mm-hmm. it made it look a lot better than it was for Pittsburgh, but they were trailing all game. So they just got really pass happy after that. I mean, I think they punted on their first three drives, which has, I don't think happened to this defense in the entirety of games before. Yeah. So, I don't think so either. Uh, and actually, uh, actually they punted twice and then went for it on fourth and didn't get it. That's right. That's right. One. And because, weirdly, uh, so it was a really weird ran into, because a, Snell ran into Randy Gregory and you know, it, that's we yeah. know who's going to win that. We know who's going to win that. So. Of course, of course. Yeah, it was a really weird game. Big Ben looked like he had fucked up his knee super bad and then was able to play the rest of the game without an issue. But uh, at first, I think it was who was it Alden that hit him, or is it no? It was a yeah. uh, it was Gallimore, I think. And Gallimore. Oh yeah, had he, had nice little, he had a hell of a game. Actually, he had a hell of a game. We won't no spoilers, scope, but. <laughs> Walk star star of the game. Actually, we'll just Ooh. go ahead and do it right now. It was there's only one this week. It was Gallimore, the rookie getting his first start at D tackle. Finally, now, now let, me, let me let me let me let me say this, Ben. Let me I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna give you two players, and you tell me which one's the star of the game. 
Okay. Player A, three tackles, two solo, zero sacks, one tackle for loss. Player two, three tackles, one solo, no sacks, one tackle for loss. I know where you're going with this. And you're, <laughs> you're, you're trying to get me to say it was Gregory, but you got to realize the walk star star of the game is well, and play, it's and, a and, field. It's and a Galmore plays, he plays tackle, so he's not going to get as many looks to the I mean, yeah, yeah. but nah, this is fun. It's fun. It's you know, fun. I'm, yeah, I'm joshing. Josh, yeah, Tank, you realize Tank, it's Tank a, it's showed a up a little bit. It's a feel, you know, some days, some days it, it may be obvious who the walk star star of the game is. And some days he likes to dig deep, Goat, and find find the shout out. So I'm going to give just my star know. of the game, the Goat, Goat of the game, <laughs> to uh, well, a <laughs> Tony Pollard, who had a very nice little set of runs. He only got like nine touches, but. He he did the most with it, man. He got fifty-seven yards on nine carries. Um, he looked real good. I mean, of course, this sets off a cavalcade of horrible say. Twitter shit about how he's better than Zeke, which is dumb. But like, do we want I, I to? What it was. Do we want to discuss the Zeke versus Pollard situation? Because I've had very serious conversations with people who believe Pollard is a better back than Zeke. I mean, that's just demonstrably not true. Um, I think if you gave Tony Pollard Zeke's workload, he'd break down really quickly. Tony Pollard has legitimately never been a starting running back. He has been a scat back, change of pace guy through college. Darnell Henderson was the starting running back at Memphis, and he was the backup. Not the backup, just like the other guy. Um he fulfills the same role here, and he's he was very effective at Memphis in that role, and he's been effective thus far in Dallas. I think he could be utilized more. Um, if people are advocating that he get more touches and more looks, I'm certainly in favor of that. I think he he shows a lot of scoot, great explosion. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't think you – I mean, don't get me wrong. Zeke is not playing up to his contract, certainly. Um, but – for people that say that Pollard is better than Zeke, if I gave if we had Zeke on a rookie salary and Tony Pollard at a hundred million dollars, would you be saying that? Probably not. I think that's the crux of it right there. It's it's the the return in value you're getting for one guy yeah, versus and, the other, right? And and, look, and Zeke's return is unacceptable right now. That's that's a pretty uniform, non controversial take. He needs to look better, obviously. Um and who knows well, what you know, how much of it is Zeke, how much of it's the line. Hard to tell, but you need to be able to produce at that level of pay. You need to be able to produce, even if I'm out there blocking for you. And so we need to see more from Zeke. Yeah, it's it's pretty much that. I think the other frustration is that. Well, <laughs> I was just looking at this. Uh, Skip Bayless, I forgot I earmarked this for this show. Tweeted oh, why God. Zeke should be backing up Tony Pollard now on Undisputed. Oh, good God, <laughs> that's a Dude, very skip take. I'm telling you, this has become a mainstream take with people. I don't know. I, I I think you summed it up well that the return we're getting from Zeke, especially given his payday, is very concerning. And the other one that we mentioned a couple weeks ago is Zeke just can't hit homers anymore. I mean, Pollard had two 20-plus yard runs in that game, and yeah. Zeke has won the entire season. So... I get the I get the frustration from people, and and that's not everything. I, I, I'm not saying that's a cherry pick stat at all. I just think that Zeke 
He's never really been a huge home run hitter, but he used to at least bust a couple. I mean, you look at that rookie year. year. The the play I always return the the year the play I always return to his rookie year is the first carry of the second half against Cincinnati. When Zeke goes right up the middle, he splits the safeties and goes 65 yards untouched for a touchdown. And I was just like, at that moment, I was just like, this guy is a totally different beast than we've ever had at the running back position in the 21st century on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, And we still saw a little bit of it in later years, like especially on those screen passes, you'd see Zeke house one of those every once in a while. He did it against Detroit. He did it against uh, the 49ers, uh, his sophomore year, his third year in the league. But we have not seen very much explosiveness, which is weird because even like last season, we still saw him like hurdle dudes. I mean, he's clearly got athleticism. I don't know if it's like there's where there's, well, I really don't know what it is. Running backs just, I don't, I don't know. And this goes back to the whole argument of paying them, but if you look, they're so based on their situation for them to be successful and out of nowhere. I know Fournette was never great, but it's weird that he's basically a non-existent now. That Le'Veon Bell was the best back in football three years ago, and now he's backing up a rookie in Kansas City. I mean, it just happens fast for running backs. You name yeah. in two years, you know, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry could be awful contracts and they look like the best two running backs in football right now. Yeah. So it's, it's just really hard. I mean, look at Gurley Gurley. The 2018 was a godsend and yeah. MVP candidate. And this year he is well, averaging weirdly, like, three yards it was like a it was like Zeke versus Gurley. You know, yeah. that was like the, a lot of people were like on the Gurley train. We were of course being like, no, like Zeke's more complete, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like no one's going to argue that either of those guys are in the top 10. Yeah. Which brings us to our next point. Do the Cowboys keep Zeke this offseason? So I want to run a little bit of numbers before you answer. Uh, I was looking at Spotrack, which is a Yeah, the contracts database. Right. So if they cut Zeke, his contract next year, no matter what, they have to pay him. So you're eating his entire contract next year, no matter what. But if he's on the roster, um, I believe it's, I can't remember what the date is in March, but after a certain date uh, before football season or the new year kicks off, then his contract for 2021 is guaranteed. And it's like $21 million. And so it's like, at that point, you've got him for 2020 and 2021. And I just don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to justify paying a guy like that. That's all we're saying. And I, I, yeah. I think we both like Zeke. And what sucks is why I've been very resistant. I think we both have. Uh, our buddy Zach even called me a Zeke apologist the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Uh, see, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I am. I just, I don't have fun sitting I, here. I definitely at, am. Outside of, well, yeah, you definitely are. But I mean, like ragging on Connor Williams, sure it's fun. But ragging on like our starting running back, our our supposed best player like that sucks to me like how can it's like the people used to bag on Romo or now bag on Dak like that's how do you enjoy yourself when you're you're watching a team and you're you're convincing yourself every game you're looking for evidence of why your superstar is bad like that just doesn't seem fun to me so we definitely like 
I don't know. I, I think that's where a lot of the the defense comes from, and and the fact that he was so good for so long. But I guess I'm slowly starting to lean towards Annie that I wouldn't I wouldn't even disagree with the move if they do it this well, season. Well, okay, I'll say this: if it happens, I'll I'll know why they did it, and I won't. It won't be like the Des situation where I'm just like so loyal fuck? to him that it hurts me. Agreed. Um. What I will say is, outside of should they, will they, I think I think there's a good chance that the Cowboys, at least I'm hoping that, they make serious moves to solidify the offensive line situation. And I think that Jerry, being as loyal as he is, will want to give Zeke one more run behind a line that he considers to be of Cowboys caliber before making that call. Now, obviously that's a really expensive call to make. Like you said, like a $21 million roll of the dice. Um, But the upside is there. Zeke, even like if you get Zeke to like 85% of what you think Zeke should be, he's still probably one of the best running backs in football. Um, and if you get a decent offensive line out there, he can still be the engine that powers this team. Um, you will need, if you do get rid of Zeke, you're going to have to come up with a, a game plan that isn't, I mean, it can't be Pollard. You're going to have to get a real running back and you're going to have to use draft capital on that. Um, and I think there's a lot of other places I think this team needs to use that draft capital, both on the the offensive line and the entire defensive side of the ball. Um so I, I, my, my gut tells me we will see Zeke here in 2021. Um, but like I said at the beginning, I would not be surprised, not surprised. I was, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like they fucking cut Dak, which would be insane. Um, I also think that I wouldn't be shocked if they asked Zeke to, to restructure. Yeah, we'll have to do some digging. Um, more into his contract. I know they can restructure if he's still viable in 2022, and they can restructure his 12.4 million. I know 30 million of his 50 million guaranteed is base. Uh, that can be voided if he was suspended, which I don't think he will. But it's uh, Jerry's it's gonna Jerry's gonna pay some call girls to right. set Zeke up. Well, to your point, will they? I think no. I think it's a resounding. I would be very surprised if Jerry and Steven did that. And plus, you just don't want to admit that you are so wrong about a guy. Like, yeah, I, know, and it's, I mean, I it's, know it's the Rams did it. Year, but and I and I don't think I mean, don't get me wrong. Zeke has not been great, but it's not a Jalen thing where it's right. like so bad that you're like, is he a liability to even have on the field? I don't think that that is the situation they're in with Zeke. Jalen, on the other hand, I am expecting there to be at minimum a, you need to take a pay cut talk. And if he does not accept that, I think Jalen Smith is gone. Well, that is the news that is kind of circulating that Jalen Smith. And we, We've seen it. I mean, he just hasn't been himself really since that one spectacular 2018 season. He showed flashes in 2019, but wasn't playing at that level. And this year, I mean, he's borderline unplayable right now. So yeah, I would, really I bad. would, Im- Which I would imagine we've seen they it move happen. on from it's really him weird. too. 
it's really weird what happens to players. I mean, I've seen this recently with the Jamal Adams discussion. Like, Jamal Adams on the Jets was like the baddest man in the world. And then now, there's there's like, all I see it on the internet all the time, just like clips of him like whiffing tackles, get missing coverage really badly, getting totally roasted, like depth perceptions off, like kind of Roy Williams-esque maneuvers where like he's a hard hitter, but can really be taken advantage of in the passing game. It's it's crazy because like I you know, I was like, man, only two first round picks for Jamal, I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like I was I totally ready to pay the well, price. You... That seems like it wasn't a great investment. Cause he's ranked like 70 something in the safety rankings out of 90. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. He's 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 had some it's a bad return on investment. That defense in general, though, is just atrocious. So, uh, not unlike our own. And I think, I think you know, we we had this discussion a few weeks ago when the sky was falling. That who do we really want to keep? And you know, we kind of earmarked the players. And on defense, we really came up with like Diggs and Tank. You know, and yeah, I mean, I I, I would say uh, I'd keep Randy. At this point, because he's super cheap and he's a body. Um, Donovan Wilson, I might keep around for a, a body, but yeah, as far as starters go, I mean, none of these guys. So are- what? What are we looking for post buy from this team? I mean, these last. I mean, you know what team I'm on, baby. I'm looking for a fat loss, and I would like them to lose by enough to where I can win a bet by fading them. So it's tough to even fade them. We're like, I think we're like eight point dogs to the Vikings, man. Ugh. Yeah. Something like that. Bet on. You know, it's 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 a bad year. It's 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 a wash year in a lot of ways, and I, I hope they do sort of embrace the youth movement. And start playing, you know, some of their draft picks. Like Gallimore is good to get him out there. I, I've seen a lot of the fan base wanting uh, an elite, you know, the, the DN, Gregory to get more snaps. I mean, you might as well at this point, right? Just yeah. just see what you have in stock. And losing doesn't hurt you. You know, at worst, you find a, a dancing partner that wants your draft pick. And you you throw, you know, they throw you a couple first and you move back and, and still one, one person I will player. give a shout out to is uh Greg Zerline has been very solid. Very, very solid. Yeah, he hit a bomb this last game, didn't he? Four for four, plus an extra mm-hmm. point, hundred percent. He had a forty five yarder, very nice. And he's he's chopped a couple in from fifty five out. I mean, he's he's got the leg, so Greg I definitely have more faith in him from long range than short range, but yeah. Who who was the guy? Who was that guy last? Was it last year that and we Maher? had that dude? Oh yeah, yeah Maher that literally was like great from <laughs> sixty, but would like fucking miss chip shots and stuff. Maher was so bad; he had the worst kicking percentage of of anybody in football last year. So that you is know, uh, that's that's just... Pittsburgh. We are playing against the. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday at three thirty game. Um, we are playing uh, in Minnesota. Uh, I assume it's going to be cold as shit. Vikings are four <laughs> and five. They've won um, three straight, though. They have won three straight. I'll tell you what. I'm pretty pretty worried about Dalvin Cook going against 
like Jalen and what's left of the LVE. Um, that's someone that, I mean, he has, um, he's going to break, he already has like 954 yards and 12 touchdowns. So he's on pace for, you know, a serious like 1600 yard year. Um, he could have a big, this could be one of those big statement games where you put 200 on a bad team. Yeah, he's been really, really good. And in fact, get really ready for those Elliot takes that me and Andy just, just had in a nice discussion. Be ready for um, some visceral reaction from the fans when Dalvin Cook goes off for 180 on our defense and Zeke has 15 carries for 45 yards. On the other side, what if this is like Zeke's like, hell no, nah, and he just like goes out there and outduels Dalvin Cook, has an old-school Zeke game? That would be sick. I would be very happy to see him do something like that. A lot's been made, too. He hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game this year, which, okay, he's had 96, 89, 91, and he's had three games this year, or four games this year over 100 total yards. So I think that's also a kind of a bull. Now, that was all with Dak to be fair. Yeah, and and that's but. the thing is like Zeke is not like horrible. We're just so used to I mean he's paid like a game changer and he, we he expect yeah, that's a game exactly. changing. Player. If he wasn't getting paid how he was getting paid, this would be a pretty big non-discussion. It's the yeah. fact that his contract really has just kicked in and we're seeing the first the worst version yeah. we've ever seen of, of Zeke. So And then on the other side we're going to have to have uh Diggs out there going against Justin Jefferson probably. Adam Thielen is going to be out there. Well, I mean, remember Diggs? We for we didn't mention he he broke a bone in his foot. He's on IR. So oh, that's he is. right. I forgot about that. So yeah, I mean, we this is just the way of this Cheeto's season. Back. We just lose Don't everyone. Worry. Cool. Cheeto's back Great. for the first time since game two, I believe. So Great. Cheeto, Cheeto, and Lewis and Anthony Brown are out there to cover Thielen and Justin Jefferson. That should go well. Well, yeah, and then of course. Uh, Dalvin Cook running wild on Jalen and LVE. Uh, we'll see. You know, they they showed fight, Andy, which I think we were both on to them a couple weeks ago when they weren't even fun to watch. I don't know if they'll sure. be fun, but at least they're they're battling. And do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about the the decision to start Dalton? I know you wanted to continue to roll with Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, cooler heads prevail. I totally am down to start Dalton because I do want to lose games. Um, so you think Gilbert's better than Dalton, 100%. I, I think he looked better than Dalton. I don't think that's I – mean, I think that's kind of objectively true. I mean, he, he was going against the best defense in the NFL, and he had way better stats than Dalton, and he threw a touchdown, which Dalton only did once. <laughs> so um, he moved the ball, and he had some nice zip on it. He was throwing some decent passes. I thought – I mean, I'll tell you this. He, we got way, way better performance out of Garrett Gilbert than I thought we would. I was waiting yeah. for like – a Danucci-esque performance. Yeah, I think we all were, right? Because the offense had looked so bad. And I wonder how much, you know, we put, it's such a week-to-week league. My real big gut feel is this team is still dreadful and Pittsburgh coming off an emotional high of beating Baltimore with their big clash and then coming into Dallas to play Garrett Gilbert and the lowly Cowboys did not give two bucks about yeah. this game. Yeah. And I think they just overlooked they us. And it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one of those, I mean, you played sports and nothing like this. And I know we love to, to 
compare ourselves to these guys. But yeah, occasionally when you're playing a cupcake, you come out, you're like, I ah, will just roll over them. And yeah. then when you don't, you're like, oh shit, man, what's going on? We're better. You got to turn it team. on in the fourth. Yeah, yeah. that's that's <laughs> yeah. probably what happened. Um, and you see it a lot. The sport I always think about this in is like college basketball, because like Kentucky will get some 16 seed first round, and that right. other team comes out and they're just like hyped beyond reason, and they come out and they get up, you know, 12 points or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, oh Kentucky on upset alert, and then slowly talent just overcomes and Kentucky wins by seven and that's it. So yeah, it's not a, I'm not reading too much into it, but I will say they were a lot more fun to watch than they have been in weeks. Sure. Well, the defenses look good now for two games in a row. That's very positive. And honestly, I'm surprised we haven't gotten to it at this point because the refs ultimately fucked that game pretty hard late. We're not really fighting it because losing, as I said, doesn't really hurt us. But dude, uh, some of those roughing calls late in that game were just atrocious. Dude, I mean, we really could have wound up winning, to be honest. That one, that one, I was on Jalen. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, are we really doing this right now? Like, uh, I just really hate it. Sometimes it feels like there's these drives where the refs have just decided what they want the outcome to be. And so it's like you'll get like three or four penalties on a drive, and you know from the jump that no matter what happens, they're getting to the end zone. You're just like, God, that's such a frustrating feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And your boy Randy got another uh, dead ball personal foul, just so you know. Which was bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just Randy Gregory has never committed a legitimate penalty in fucking football. Every single one of them is always horseshit. Dude, I really think he does have a reputation that which he is sort crazy because he's not Nicky that big of a dick or anything. Like he's not Sue. He's not out there like kicking dudes in the balls. Like I know, man. It's 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 like how some people always get down, dude. some people always get the calls. You know, James Harden effect. You know, it's some people don't. Well, anyway, we did lose. Uh, the final score of that one was 24 to 19. We do play Minnesota. They're on a three game win streak, as Andy said. We've talked about Dalvin Cook. Um, do you want to do you want to give your Kirk Cousins take? How do you feel about Kirk? He's, He's wholesome. Minnes- <laughs> he has a great uh, relationship with his beautiful wife, Julie. Yeah, it's stronger like than any guy. Anyone their has. marriage does seem really strong. Uh, I do model my relationship with Cassie on Kirk and Julie. Um, I mean, he's Kirk Cousins is just like your classic, you know, fucking mediocre quarterback. He's just like too good to cut, not good enough to win you anything. Like, he's like if you're on a road trip and you stop somewhere and you don't really want to and you kind of pull over and you're one of your buddies, like, yeah, you want to get like Subway? And you're like, I mean, I I guess it'll be. You ever been to the Dairy Queen and only? Because that's the only restaurant. And you're like, ah, I mean, steak fingers aren't bad. I, and I never eat here because it's fucking Dairy Queen. But I'm that's in Old New Texas, the it's home of like, the one-armed dove hunt. Hell yeah, brother. You know, that's basically Kirk, though. He's just, he's 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 okay. He's Which is so there. funny because I remember when they signed him and people were like, dude, pencil it in, dude. Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. Well, of course, they they went to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum. The only thing they changed was upgrading Kirk, and then they had a they've had worse seasons ever since. So, man, the Vikings uh they've had a couple times in their their career as a franchise where they're just one player away 
and they make a big blockbuster trade and big never Herschel seems Walker. to yeah it never seems to to really pan out for him but uh still super bowl list in minnesota so we have that over right. them just remember that when 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 the two viking fans and your extended family talk trash to you this weekend just remember you have you've been to the promised land eight times just you know shake your head and and smile. Don't even give it back to them. Just, just, just let them have it. Let them have this. Minnesota, man, they got it cold up there. But yeah, what do you, what do you think on prediction wise? What do you think this game turns out like? My gut is that it is a, it's a football game that's a lot closer than, than we think. I, th- I think they're starting to play with a little bit of heart, and I think they'll be able to keep this close. And Minnesota, I don't. I don't know. I I can't imagine them running away from us. I guess it wouldn't shock me, but I'll go ahead and say uh, 20 to 17 Minnesota. I like that. I mean, it sucks because in years past, recent years anyway, this kind of game, like a cold weather game with a great running back on the other side, this would just be like a perfect Zeke game, you know, where you're just like, you know, you're getting 30 Zeke carries and it's going to be awesome. Um, I, you know, we can't, I I don't have faith that Zeke can deliver like that anymore. Um, I agree. I think the defense has looked better. Um, Although I worry about not having digs. I really do think he's like a difference maker uh, on the back end. Um, There's no Byron Jones. I mean, he's not going to get you like two tackles, but he he can, you know, have an impact. Um, so that said, I think I'm going to say it's going to be 27-17 Minnesota. I think they do beat us by 10, but I think at least for, like, the middle two quarters, we're, like, in there doing stuff. We have an implied win probability of 24.39% according to Sportsbook. Shit, okay. One in four? <laughs> uh yeah they just have too many i think they have too many big weapons as as much as we like our rookie wide receiver if you guys haven't paid attention out there this kid justin jefferson um in minnesota is making a lot of noise he may even come close to breaking some of what uh odell i think did you know he's here's 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 what i think we should do ben we go up there right we play the game they beat us yeah. Final whistle sounds. We've lost yeah. by 10 points. All we got to do is be like, nuh-uh, they cheated. And just refuse to accept the loss. Okay. Right. Just don't just... leave the field. Just say they cheated. And when they ask when they ask you how they cheated, just be like, dude, they cheated. How many lawsuits are we sending them? At least a dozen. I'm going to call my Uncle Rudy. He's going to take care of it. <laughs> oh, political humor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, Minnesota went um blue, so there you go. The, the only they have never gone red. The only state in the in the entire United States to have never gone red. So good for them. Props. Okay, uh do you got anything else? No, I think that covers it for the uh, current disastrous season. Um, you want to get into some degeneracy? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, guys, as always, uh, if this is not your cup of tea or it's something that you've had a problem with in the past, you know, please feel free to uh, 
turn off at this point. Uh, and for those of you who uh, do maybe think you might have a problem, 1-800-522-4700, the National Council on Gambling Helpline. It can ruin lives. It will ruin lives. And recently, man, it's starting to slip for us, Ben. We haven't had the best couple of weeks. Yeah, we've gone two and three in back-to-back weeks. Although I will say we would have had a winning week if it wasn't for Kyler fucking us with that Hail Mary. I don't even think it was cool. Everyone thought it was cool. Go, I'm here to tell you, I'm the first one to say, fuck that. It was not Ah, fucking cool. It was pretty cool. Hopkins is awesome. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is really good. No, it was dumb. (laughs) I mean... It sucked for us personally, but like objectively speaking, it was, no, it was pretty, pretty cool. lame. Pretty lame. I mean, dude, most Hail Marys are cool. Mm, pretty lame. <laughs> all right, all right. So what do you what do you got this week that you like? Yeah, so dude, I'm gonna stop betting Seattle for wins or losses. They've been yeah, really they, bad. They can't, be, can't be trusted. They're just so bad defensively that if Russ is not a hundred percent cooking, they are susceptible to losing. Um, I actually think it's weird they're a three-point favorite over Arizona, but that's something else. Um, I'll tell you who my lock is, man, and I really like how this team's playing. Give me Miami Dolphins three and a half over the Broncos. That seems easy money to me. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Uh who's your lock? Who's the goat lock of the week? Uh, well, I'll tell you that in a second, but I just want to say that uh, I'm looking at down at Thanksgiving, and we are a one-point favorite against Washington, so we should lock in that Washington plus one now before we get trounced this weekend and it drops to like even. Um, but as far as this week goes, I like – I was just looking at this. Okay, so for one thing, I kind of mm-hmm. – well, I'll, I'll go with an easy one. I like Pittsburgh minus 10 against Jacksonville. Um, I think the Steelers felt like they escaped with one two weeks ago. They came back last week. I think – Plus they murdered week, Cincy last week. Yeah, yeah. I think they're on a roll now. Um, rookie QB starting against Pitt. Yeah, I I think ten points is very doable. And I'll tell you what, I don't hate the over. I don't hate the over either. Forty six and a half. I don't hate that. I trust Pitt to score thirty five. I don't even know if I trust Jacksonville to put up ten. But we can parlay it if you want. I do like it, man. What's yeah. your feelings on fade the Jets this week? It's a big. It's Before I lock in that over, I'm going to wait till we see what the weather's like in that game. But I'll okay. Think about okay. It. But yeah. What's I'll your, what's your thoughts on Fade the Jets this week? It's a pretty big spread. You know, and it's the Chargers. They've screwed us two weeks in a row. Um, Flacco is not Darnold for fading. That being said, it is religion, Goat. Do we want to yeah. look at it's a lifestyle? It's a lifestyle. Do we want to possibly look at like a first half fade, a first quarter fade? What what what's uh what are those those numbers looking like? First quarter's tough because it's still Chargers by three, um, but the first half Chargers by six. Hmm. Hmm. Or do we want to just take the full game nine? You know. 
all of them. <laughs> just like every every quarter, just like they're going to be losing at every single step along the path to make up for their last two weeks of screwing us. Yeah, unfortunately, Bovada doesn't let us chain bet like that. That's um, lame, dude. Or at least part like of it. Like how you can't plug more than three strands of Christmas lights together or it'll blow the fuse on the first one, which I had to learn the hard way this weekend. Yeah, it can. It definitely can, Mr. Goat. Well, All I don't right. know what a fucking amp is, Ben. I'm not some kind of electrical engineering god. Dude, do I trust the Bengals to beat Washington? Does that sound insane to you? No, not really. The Washington's pretty bad. And the I Bengals mean, have shown life. And honestly, the Bengals would have a way better record if their defense hadn't let Joe Burrow down like three times oh. on, the, on the last drive of the game. Uh, and I don't think I don't Washington know. has the You know, friend. I actually thought I thought the Bengals were a little better. They're two six and one. I think I want to stay away from betting on two and seven teams battling. Uh all right. So we got two games in. Do we like anything else? Um How man, do you feel Baltimore. about Baltimore minus six? Oh, I usually love Baltimore. They've been good to us, but they just lost to the fucking New England Patriots, who looked yeah, like that's embarrassing. Trash, man. man. Lamar's looking very bad this year, man. Uh, not to be fair, that was like a rainstorm. And anytime you get kooky weather, kooky things happen. Um, I'll tell you what Ooh. I do like. How about, how about Colts minus one and a half over Green Bay? See, I want Green Bay in that one. I don't trust Green Bay. They screwed me last time I bet on them. When? They were good for us. Uh, uh, week. I'd have to look up the game. Well, they here. they did only beat the Jaguars by four, which is why people are overreacting. But, dude, I just am not a believer in the Colts. I'm not necessarily a believer in the Colts, although I do have their defense in fantasy, and they are pretty good. They are pretty good. Oh, it was the Vikings. We bet against the Packers. We bet on the Packers versus yeah. the Vikings, and the Vikings beat them. To be fair, we part we, – we, Teased that game and lost multiple. Um, you know, yeah, I guess the Colts are – I just can't believe their record, man. I still don't think that team's that good. They're not but, that good, but I think their defense is legit. They play good defense. Oh, uh, See, I want Green, Green Bay 7-2 and two against the spread. They've only fucked us that one time. Although the Colts are 6-3 and three against the spread, so it's pretty even. Oh, I'll tell you another one I like. Give me a I don't I don't know if there's a line for it yet. I want the Chiefs over the Raiders. They want revenge. Oh, I do like that. I haven't seen it because the Raiders like entire defenses and COVID protocols, so they're not putting out the line yet. But yeah, we'll keep yeah. an eye on that one. Cause, um, cause also, whenever it comes out, actually it is, I want to slam the under on this Vikings Cowboys game. Yeah, that's a good idea. 48. Yeah, 48 no and way. a half. Two teams that run a shit ton. No way did they score 24 points each. No way. I know. I like that more than just betting. I mean, we didn't team. get to four, we didn't get to 48 against Pittsburgh. I would in, say in, indoors. I'm afraid of not covering the spread, so I could just say money line Minnesota and parlay with the under for a little extra. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Okay. Look that one in. Although we could fade the boys again. Ooh, ooh, here's, I, got, I got one for you. 
Los Angeles Rams plus four. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday Night Football. Oh, I liked that a lot too. Um, yeah, let's do that too. So I'm gonna wait till we get to Sunday before I lock in because sometimes the spread moves with us, sometimes against yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, you know, but yeah. So I'll say Rams, Vikings, Cowboys will monitor. I definitely want to look at that under. We'll fade the Jets, and then for sure I want the Dolphins. And yeah, we'll take Pittsburgh to be to beat Jags. We'll stay away from from Green Bay at this point. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Cool. We got ourselves a nice slate of games. Get to watch the boys at three thirty. Should be fun. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. So, yeah. Good luck to to Dallas. If we beat Minnesota, then whatever. If we lose to Minnesota, then whatever. It's we're in this beautiful, yeah. blissful place. Go. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> All right, anything else before we get out of here, Ben? Nah, we're good. All right, well, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, checking out the pod. Uh, Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a like, subscribe. Give us a little rating on iTunes. It helps us bump up the charts a little bit. Spread the word of the Boys Will Be Boys Nation to across the American nation. As Uh, always, follow at Pod on Twitter for... For just some some worthwhile content. Just musings. Just the musings of a football genius. My boy B-Walk. Um, also, uh, just as a uh, one, one personal note, um, I would like to uh, give a shout out to the friends and family of uh, Robert Dalton. Bobby was a uh, close friend of ours, a uh, great guy who had been in our fantasy football league for close to a decade, one of the greatest fantasy football gurus and players, uh, and just overall great human beings we had the chance to know. Um, we attended Bobby's funeral on Saturday. It was incredibly moving, uh, and he touched many, many lives. So um, thanks so much, Bobby. We know you're you're out there listening somewhere. So thanks so much, man. A gambling guru. We wouldn't even know about teasers without Bob. Shit, that's right. We love you, boy. Shout out to Bob. Love you, man. Um, So, guys, thanks so much. Uh, As always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.